the Defenders podcast. I'm Claire and we're actually two Defenders down this week for this special episode because Matt and Mel um, are at a family gathering, I believe. So there's only two Defenders, which is myself and my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Oh, oh, this is Robin. Yeah, we're going to need like some heavy duty backup for this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we have the heaviest of heaviest duty backup, which is Battling Jack himself, our special guest this week, John Patrick Hayden. Thank you for joining us. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Claire, Robin. This is great. Thanks so much. And I know you're really busy at the moment as well with various pieces. So thank you for sort of making the time to come on. Absolutely. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. Excellent. And obviously, congratulations on what a hit the show has been. It's I think it's kind of exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah, I mean, the, the response has been and it's, it's it's meant so much because of how much so many people just love this character and love this story to be, uh, you know, to be getting this kind of a good response feels wonderful. It just feels uh, really, really wonderful to be a part of something like that. Well, I should say um, I about two minutes into the first episode I was in tears uh so thank you for that <laughs> and um yeah you did that, make me cry two minutes allergies? into the first episode sorry was that allergies or oh yeah abs- yeah it's just allergies I was like I just have some <laughs> dust in my eye or something <laughs> English cold. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was the first of a few times that I cried during the series um but yeah so yeah. thank you for that as well <laughs> yeah no I mean yeah, you know it's, uh, I mean, please go ahead John no, no, go, go right ahead. Go right ahead, Robin. Oh, I just wanted to just echo what Claire said by just saying, you know, as we're following you through the crowd upon that, that the accident scene, um, I was just like, wow, we are in. This is Daredevil. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a very, that was a really, really exciting day. Um, film, filming that scene was, filming all the scenes was just so wonderful. Just every, everyone involved was so excited um, to be telling this story in this way. Um it just there's a lot of energy around the project, and yeah, that was that was a that was a really 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 fun day. And Phil Abraham, the, the director um, uh, that I worked with, was just uh, I just feel like just wonderfully on point. Just a joy to work with on that, and yeah, it was really really fun, really great. I mean, I, it's it's interesting as an actor to say it's it's fun because the scene was so intense, but um, uh, at the same time, it feels great to be to just be a part of that story and to. Uh, to really kind of capture that moment, and I believe the 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 team the team really did that. I um I I yeah. definitely think sorry, Robin the the um the two first episodes because we've covered those already on our podcast. Uh, Matt and Matt and Mel and Robin right. are watching an episode a week, whereas I am the lucky one and I've seen the entire series several times by this point. Um, but I do, oh, that's so tough. <laughs> yeah, Robin's being very strong and holding out. Um, but I do think that the first two episodes, um because obviously it was Phil Abraham who did the first two episodes almost feel like a mini movie and after those two episodes and we get to episode three I I don't act I love but I don't love as much as those opening two episodes and I think part of it is that it's missing the real emotional core that the first two episodes have which is the story between Matt and Jack so what I'm saying is obviously you should have been in more episodes is what I'm saying. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was such an important part of why those first two episodes worked so well. I, I, I in Skylar as well, you know, I got to work with a pretty amazing actor. I think mm-hmm. he does just a phenomenal job um, playing young man. Just, I mean, it's just, it's really, it was really awesome to get to team up with him. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, just with, with this particular character's history with his father, I think, 
they did a really nice job of presenting um, exactly what sort of this father, this father is, you know, just this, uh, this flawed character, you know, that's what's so I find to be so enjoyable about this series is it seems to really present real human beings in a real struggle. And, um, and especially with the father and the son relationship, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it really, really kind of bounced, kind of bounced and came right off, right off the screen. Absolutely. Oh, I was going to actually ask you about working with Skylar because, um, I mean, he, he gave a, a fantastic performance and, it, you know, in the, in the few scenes he was in. But um, how was it sort of working, working with him? Um, you know, obviously, they say in show business, never work with children or animals. Um, how well, was it sharing most of your scenes with, uh, with this child actor? Never work with uh, children and animals. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's like working with Skylar. It, they say no children and animals and not just to be kind of like funny about but really he's, he's professional you know he's a professional mm-hmm. actor he, he really delivers the goods and shows up and he's a he's a great scene partner yeah really really great scene partner we um uh got along really well uh when it was time he's just he was just a lot of fun and there's a there's a whole lot of trust involved when you sit down and a young man decides to put a needle in your face to thread up your face <laughs> you know? that's just yeah that, yeah that's I a level know. of uh and, he's, and he was working away on that, you know. He was just—we really, um, we had a lot of—we had a lot of fun creating that story and, and and sharing time in that kitchen and in the gym together. Um, but uh, yeah, he was just—he was great. Uh, we actually have a, had a question that we'd been discussing on the podcast about the the that scene and the first aid kit in particular. Robin, do you want to ask that question? Oh yeah, we were. Um... We saw there's like there's a, a bunch of supplies, but there's also playing cards in the uh, first aid kit. And uh, you know, being comic book nerds, we immediately start thinking about uh, Bullseye and how he <laughs> he'd throw playing cards and uh, slit people's throats with them. And uh, we had this wild theory that uh, Jack was going to be resurrected as Daredevil's arch enemy uh, Bullseye. But uh, <laughs> you probably don't know if that's going to happen in season two, right? <laughs> well, can you imagine? Can you imagine? That'd be amazing. Then you can come back that's, for season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I, I uh, that's an exciting possibility. I, uh, yeah, you know, I think the card that I saw mainly was uh, the Ace of Spades. Kind of uh, okay. Uh, came up there in there, and uh, you know, I believe. I don't know. It's it almost seemed like to, to me like story wise, it almost felt like it was something that maybe the two guys. When I saw it, I said, okay, this is what happens. They kind of. He fixes them up, and mm-hmm. then uh, maybe they, they, they play cards that hang at the table together. You know, ways to uh, these two guys can kind of communicate a little through a game. It's a really cool little but detail. Possibility sounds very fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a question from um, uh, one of our listeners, Christine, who um, runs <laughs> runs the Other Murdoch Papers blog, which is a fantastic blog on on uh, website on Daredevil. So Christine asked, even though uh, Jack died in the very first issue of Daredevil, his backstory and relationship with Matt is one of those pieces of canon in the Daredevil story that has been experimented with the most. There's been a few spin-off uh, titles like um, Battling Jack Murdoch and Daredevil Father and the recent storyline Original Sin focused on Matt's relationship with his father and mother. So were you familiar at all with the different takes that there had been on the Jack Murdoch character in the comics and the 2003 movie, for instance, before you were cast? Uh, before I was cast, uh, no. Uh, when I when I went in, I'll, I'll actually... You know, as well, when I, when I first went in for the whole thing, because of the secrecy involved in the project, 
the uh, original signs, let's say, to play like a, a like a father with baseball. It was a mm-hmm. baseball father because they didn't want anyone to know what they were working on. So I went in there and kind of did it. Then I got Paul and I found out what the project was. And um, Daredevil's always been a, a favorite character of mine. Oh, nice. Um, I yeah, which was great. So when I heard that, I was sort of like, wait a minute. And then I heard Battle and Jack, and I, you know. <laughs> uh, was was really overjoyed because um, I it is such an interesting relationship between these two guys for a number of reasons. First of all, the single father um, with that sort of uh, kind of a, not a new storyline, but a unique storyline to have the single father staying and taking care of his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I knew how flawed the character sort of was. I was more I was more aware of the Miller kind of interpretation of the character. Um, in the retelling of it. And um, I was excited to see what they wanted to do. You know, they were very interested with, um, I've had some boxing experience, so they wanted someone that actually knew what they were doing in the ring a little bit. And uh, and that was a big part of it as well. But yeah, as far as, as, far as re-entering it, I, I really just knew that there was so much, there was such a vast amount of different stories and wonderful like storytellers and different takes on the character that, I made sort of a deal with myself that I was just going to zone in on uh, the like what you know what an actor needs to do on the, on the current situations of being a father. You know, I'm not raising a superhero. I'm just mm-hmm. a father trying to raise a son on his own without a, a mother presence, and I can make the most money by taking dives and taking money to pay the rent. And there's something about my my particular storyline. Um, that was a very, you know, Phil, uh, the director, uh, Drew Goddard's the script um, was just it just it just really came across. There's so much humanity in there. You know, there was so much of a, just kind of people trying to do their best that when I saw this father uh, showing up and taking care of his son and sticking around uh, for as long as he does, you know, and you, and you think about that, that this guy just, you know, and you didn't see a lot of it. There's just one scene that I think is really nice right at the beginning in the kitchen when I get the robes delivered yeah. uh, to the house and it's the first time I look at the big red yeah. robes, uh, it starts off with me putting a, a, a dish and a plate and a sink. And, um, we originally, they were originally going to shoot it a little differently, but, um, but what's interesting is Phil made the decision that let's have him like clearing some plates because you don't get to see a lot of like, you know, battling Jack does Matt's laundry, you know, that kind of stuff. Battling, <laughs> battling Jack makes Matt a sandwich. <laughs> these, these, these very real things that a dad would have to do, uh, raising a son on his own. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and I think that's what was so lovely to spend more time in the kitchen and sort of with these two characters. I think they really allowed that, the heart between these two guys to be, to be shared uh, a lot more than, than I've seen, even in, uh, in some of the stuff that I've read. You know, it almost seemed like in some of the stuff that the father himself was, he was almost uh, an icon to the son. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. really available. He was uh, more in posters and something to look up to. I, like, I, love, I love the stitching up scene for so many reasons, but the vulnerability and uh, kind of needing each other. And uh, you really get a sense that it's these two guys uh, all alone in Hell's Kitchen trying to make this single parent home work, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just think it's lovely. Just lovely. And then on top of that, yes. your son turns into a superhero. So, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't say enough about the, like, the end of that scene where, you know, he, he kind of, uh, you know, he goes off. He's been such a, he's been a good guy, uh, had a good face on for his son. 
And then, you know, when young Maddie leaves the room, Jack looks for that money and then he's just yeah. you can see the the tension, the like he's his soul has been sold at this point, I think, you know, or at least he he feels like he's on his way yeah, and, uh, and, to to losing it. Yeah, and really it was really interesting, yeah. And and sacrifices the sacrifices he making by just momentarily paying the rent by sacrificing the Murdoch name. You know, there's that moment where he says, We're Murdochs, you know, we we always get up. Mm-hmm. And here uh, here, Battle Jack hearing his own advice, hearing his own advice coming back from Maddie to him. Uh, you know, I don't have children. I got nieces and nephews. And you know, when a kid turns and tells you the truth, it's sometimes like the first time you hear it. And I think the story is a nice job of. I think in his son's eyes, he finally see he finally sees what he's become. You know, and uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, and he takes care of business. <laughs> <laughs> One of the um, other questions we had from um, Christine, she wanted me to ask you, uh, she said, one of the things that really impressed her about your take on Jack was how unsentimental, for lack of a better word, um, he was following Matt's accident because there's this big traumatic life-altering event that's happened to the family and they're already struggling and then this happens. But Jack is very matter-of-fact about the whole thing. Um, So can you talk at all about how you approach that aspect of it? Uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I believe that just the responsibilities of, of being a dad and, um, not having the, not having the, really the time or the availability to sort of sit in your own stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the very practical aspects of knowing that there's a child depending on you and also depending on you for emotional stability, you know, depending on you to, uh, to kind of hold down the fort in so many ways. And I do believe the boxer in Jack is someone that, has, you know, as, as Matt said as well, it can take a lot of punches. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't mean those punches don't hurt. It just means you can take a lot of them. So I really kind of focused on that aspect of the character of how many things he could allow in before he, it finally got to him. You know, I would even, even going back, what you, what you had mentioned, Robin, about, you know, counting the money and then, you know, it's only after I, I kind of excuse my son very quickly from the room uh, near the end there, very curtly, because I believe that's a moment where it's all it's all hitting me too. So he needs to get out of there, so yeah. I can I can have this this moment here. Um, and I believe you know, and there's something to be said about you know, it, you know, would it have helped if I if I tossed? But I believe that Battle and Jack is uh, of a different time. You know, he's just of a different era of man, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I guess there just wasn't enough uh, material to film the uh, the sequel, Battling Jack Goes to Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the, the moments I loved um, was in the scene in the gym where you're talking to, um, uh, you know, about setting up the, the fight and the bit where, um, I think uh, one of the mentions about, you know, you're young, you can still have more kids. And that kind of seemed to be the moment. Oh, oh, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Um, but that's the moment like when you cross your arms and it seems like like Jack really, like you were saying, that's something that, that actually hit him. And do you think at that point, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of when he decides, obviously, that he's going to um, do the fight, obviously, to, to take care of Matt, because, you know, Matt is everything to him. You know, presumably he's not thinking about having any other kids. It's his whole life revolves around looking after his, his son. 
Yeah, and and also too, yeah, it's funny. Even just you saying that line still gets me angry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it got me no. so angry as well. I was like, no, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Another example, you know, Goddard. You know, Drew did. I mean, the script is really, really wonderful. It's it was wonderful to play, and uh, the way Phil captured that moment, and I mean, also Matthew S. Lloyd, the, the cinematography that Matthew did on these moments of. of of letting you into the world like that was mm-hmm. was so intimate and so such great storytelling. Um, at, at that moment, you know, we're on Jack's turf at a, at the gym, and I, I think I think there's only so far he can he can what, what, what he really can't do much at that moment because you know of, of the location and also the fact that his son is close by. And for me, I, I don't I don't for me the way I felt it, it wasn't until he looked up at me. And well, definitely when he looked up at me at the kitchen table and said, "Well, it's a good thing it's red, so they can't see the blood." Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said, well, "You know, what do you mean?" And he says, "You know, because we get the Murdochs are known. You know, where basically I'm, I'm uh, I've made the Murdoch name synonymous with just being a heavy bag, just something yeah. you can beat up on." And um, it's at that moment yeah. in the kitchen for me that it's like it doesn't matter money-wise, when you're leaving him no legacy at all, uh, as far as, you know, the image of who he is and where he comes from, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's great. I really feed a lot of hell too, you know, those strong family roots and where are you from and, 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 and who raised you and what goes into you and what that means. And, uh, yes, to that, that moment in the gym, um, you know, it, it just, you, I mean, just the amount of control he has to have in that moment. Uh, you know, and then, you know, the, the, and I think I even invite him in the ring pretty soon after yeah, that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's, there's a feeling of, uh, you know, and, and what's great about that, that too, is they, they give you a chance to see that this guy's, this guy's making a decision, you know, to, uh, to sacrifice ego to take care of his kid, you know, and uh, it's only until he realizes that, in some ways, although he's paying the rent and putting food on the table, he's actually starving Matt mm-hmm. uh, in terms of who he, who his father is and where he comes from and what's important in life, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's the fantastic moment where you're at the locker and there's the chanting of Murdoch in the background and Jack's just won the fight. Um, in that moment, do you mm. was your take that Jack thought he would actually survive as in because it obviously he he makes it it's there's a lot of you know a lot of risk and he's considered his odds of surviving and he knows what the consequences are but he does try and get away like rush to leave and everything do you think that he accepts that he's probably not going to survive or do you think he's he's kind of still hopeful at that point that he will be able to sort of get matt and and leave yeah and for you know for me i i think there's this you know, this is a good thing if you really put yourself in it. And there's kind of two questions there. And uh, I feel it's, it's a hard one. That thing is like mm-hmm. stayed around and just shown up. Uh, and I believe he, you know, he, he did try to show up. It's, it's a completely understandable, logical thing. But you're not dealing with a guy who operates off of a lot of reason and logic. You're dealing with a guy that operates off of a lot of instinct. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he doesn't have uh, the benefit of a lot of people to talk to or to go to or seek counsel from. Um, 
you know, and also there's a drinking uh, problem there that was somewhat explored in the show, but he basically sees that this guy tends to self-medicate, and also, mm-hmm. that also, I guess, would lead you believe that he also would come up to his own, he'd come up with his own solutions, too. He'd have self-solutions. So, mm-hmm. you know, do I wish there was a phone call to someone else that he could run the idea by? Um, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I think he did the he did the best thing he knew do uh yeah. with creel in that match to set up to set up that money and also to set up uh the phone call to the the person that he's going to look after matt when he's gone mm-hmm. um it's uh you know it's one of those it, it is and i think it's a question that i think it's nice too because story-wise what a brilliant question to leave in young matt's mind you know why absolutely you know and it's a wonderful thing to kind of just leave in that character's mind we have questions like this too of why our parents did certain things when it, the logical thing would have been, and that and what we don't understand is that we have like 100% benefit of insight in 2020. So this guy just trying to make it happen in the moment. It's a fast decision. He's going to the ring. He's got to make the phone call quick, mm-hmm. and uh, to just set it up quick like that. I think, and then to go to your second point, I think yeah, I believe I do think I'm gonna get the hell out of there and uh, and have a chance to. Uh, Grab Matt and escape, and I, I honestly, I, for me, that moment, you know, it was running into that locker room is part of the plan. Winning was definitely part of the plan, but something I had never imagined was to actually hear the crowds shout Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And for him, that at that moment, you can actually, I mean, it's one thing to do it. They're actually shouting, and he left the ring. Normally, when you fight, you stand there. They hold up your gloves. Everyone cheers. Yeah. You, you know, there's a thing. He was a guy that just won a whole boxing match, scuttling off, you know. I mean, running off. You know, you can imagine the scene, what this was to look like from, you know, the, for the stands. Mm-hmm. And he's running. And uh, I think it takes him by surprise. I think he, I think he, I think it honestly takes him by surprise. And then, a bit of, I think, creative license there, whether it happens exactly in the locker room or whether it's one of the storylines in the alley, but we do next see him in the alley, you know? Yeah. That scene where you're in front of the lock, like with the chanting, it, that gives me chills every time I watch it. It's it's such it's a beautiful, beautiful, yeah, it's such it really a beautiful is. moment, and you played it so beautifully, honestly. Uh, go on, Robin, sorry. Um, well, I know we're going to be uh, probably losing you in a moment. I don't know if there's a... I mean, were there any sort of other Jack Murdoch scenes that might have uh, cut down or deleted or anything like that? Or is it, is what you shot out in, uh, on Netflix now? <laughs> no, what we have, what we shot is, is, uh, is the full ride. Uh, I'll be, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, it was great to see, it was just really wonderful, um, to see it in the series and how, how smart they were. I mean, it was just, it was really just great. I mean, what a smart smart show and the way that those flashbacks actually propelled the current story forward and added another dimension to this uh, character. And I think Charlie just did, I mean, you know, what an amazing job he did in that role. Um, Just, just wonderful. And it was really moving to me to see, you know, him walk down a hallway and then fade in on, you know, that kind of, propelled the story even further to get a little bit more into uh, into his mind. And mm-hmm. it was just such an honor to be part of this particular story. And um, 
and the intelligence and like the violence and I think most of all the humanity and 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 just the, the realness of the situations. You know, they really kind of dug in. There's so so much detail went into this work. I think also uh, Philip Serva, who did the fights, was was phenomenal, and we did a lot of boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay. yeah, so yeah, the, no, what what you're seeing is definitely what they uh, intended for that series. So it's also, I I will say, episode two is my favorite out of the entire show. I I don't uh, episode Claire, two. Just saying that. I know. I I think, it, and Rob Robin can attest to this. It's the only episode so far that I've given ten yeah. out of ten. I think it's perfect. It's it's amazing. Were you well, were you aware of uh, James Gunn? Uh, what he said about uh, what he said about Daredevil and how uh, he said he cried twice and once was the scene between you and Matt. Um, did 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 you know oh, anything wow. about that? Yeah, I mean, no, I hadn't heard that. That's uh, you know, it's yeah. It's really, it's it's just great. It's I mean, as a storyteller, when when uh, there's so many parts to putting that story together. I mean, there's so as you know, but just to go back through and just everyone that came together to uh, make it happen. When when and, and, and we do that a lot. You know, we do that a lot. We work very hard as, as you do as well. So when we do something and it's received like this, it's just like it's just amazing. It's amazing too because so many. So many people treasure this story, and there's mm-hmm. such a history, such a history with this character, that to take a new uh, step forward um, with it, and then have everyone say, "Yeah, that step we wanted to take forward," to have it be such a joyous thing, it's just, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I'm, I'm probably um, like yeah. one of the harshest like critics for, and, you know, as you were saying, it's, <laughs> it's people treasure the story. Um, I'm probably going to be one of the harshest critics of anything, any adaptation of Daredevil, because I've been collecting the comics since I was about 10 years old. Um, you know, so for over 20 years, I've got a Daredevil tattoo. I have issue number one. The character really means a lot to me. So, awesome. and I, I just thought the show was incredible. And I, I, and I think James Gunn as well, his quote said that he, he, cried twice once was with the scene between you and Matt and once was when he kind of realized that this amazing show was um I'm paraphrasing here but this show existed you know of one of his favorite characters and I was kind of the same I just pretty much spent the first episode just like oh this is so good <laughs> you know and um I think everyone did such an amazing job um you know and you guys obviously work so hard on it so thank you you know obviously from all the fans as well uh, absolutely. I mean, that just, I mean, you just, you know, <laughs> you can't see the blushing, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, it's like, it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, really, it just, you know, uh, it, thank you for that. And, uh, being much like battling Jack Murdoch, just being extremely Irish, it's hard for me to hear compliments. So I appreciate <laughs> what you're saying. Um, and, uh, I will, I will say that it, it's really it's something else too to uh, like be involved in something. I heard someone the other day, you know, tell me that they they watched the show like, hey, good work in it. And then like a day or two later, they're like, yeah, you know, I was doing something and uh, I wanted to quit. And then I remember, this. and you know, and he asked me like, do I re- like remember? I was like, yeah. And they uh, said uh, when Battle and Jack uh, turns to Mac and says. Uh, you know, get to work. And mm-hmm. he said, I was doing something and I want to kind of like, you know, 
take a break or something. And then I remember Battle and Jack saying, get to work. That's and awesome. I was like, wow, that, you know, that's, that's, I think one of the, that's one of the, that's one of the cool things about, not to be sentimental, but it's like true. It's like the stories attract us because they're exciting, but also because they deliver a message of morality in a really awesome way that actually helps us through our day a bit, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm glad that this was so well received and so many more people who might not like say quote unquote watch this type of show. I've heard that a lot too. Like, well, I don't normally watch this type of show. And then like two episodes in, they are hooked. Yeah. So I'm glad that this show is opening a whole new, uh, bringing a whole new group of people into this type of uh, storytelling and, and uh, you know, being part of the, uh, the Marvel world. Um, because I think you know, these, these stories kind of, kind of help us. They inspire us and, uh, and, they're just dead fun. I think I've said on, um, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or in the Facebook um, group that we have, but I think one of the most exciting things about how good the series was, was that we have four other shows coming, plus a season two of Daredevil. And with the, the team, with Netflix and Marvel, with how good they've adapted Daredevil, we still have Jessica Jones, we have Luke Cage, we have Iron Fist, and we have The Defenders. And it's, such an exciting time to be to be a fan of of um yes. of these characters you know it's it's just yeah. we're, we're just completely spoiled with how much how much there is to look forward to now um so we're probably gonna lose you in a minute oh sorry robin go ahead no i was uh i was gonna try to wrap you up but you know if you want to keep talking please keep talking. <laughs> oh no brother go ahead Shut up Let's wrap it up. You got it. Oh, well, I, I I definitely wanted to ask you, John, about um about shadow boxing because I know that's a a short film and you you wrote it, you directed it, and you star in it, and you worked on it with Rob Morgan, who plays Turk in Daredevil as well. Um, can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, shadow uh, boxing. I um uh, I co-wrote uh, with uh, the my friend, and also the, he also co-wrote it, and he's the director of the film, Joshua Durham. Oh, okay. um, and that is, uh, and yeah, actually, and, um, and basically we, we just, it's just now, uh, heading out. We got, we got done with it about, I would say, uh, half a year ago, we spent about five years on the project. It was a passion project completely. And it came mm-hmm. out of, uh, you know, we wanted to do a story out of Brooklyn, with, uh, with, uh, this, uh, character named James Hogan, mm-hmm. who, uh, uh, isolates, self-medicates and, uh, is uh, basically trying to uh, fight his demons before he can even, he's never even had a fight in the ring. So, okay. um, um, so it's, it's brilliant. Rob uh, plays the trainer, which is just amazing. Rob and I met, um, I, we, you know, we cast Rob, which was a godsend, and then he and I are doing scenes together. And then we both find out we're both in Daredevil. <laughs> and, um, and we just laughed about it. And then I text messaged him and I said, stop picking on my son. <laughs> awesome. Well, Rob's coming on the show as well uh, so, um, um, in a few weeks, uh, so we're looking so forward to talking to him as well. It was it was great. I mean, and uh, and we're very excited uh, to uh, to actually release Shadow Boxing, and um, and uh, we have some we have some great scenes in it. Rob and I, he's a he's a really really talented, uh, really really great guy. I'm excited for you guys to talk. He's he's hilarious in Daredevil as well. He's he's so funny in it. Just the uh, I I can't talk about particular scenes because I can't spoil Robin. But there's oh, there's a scene that I I just laughed so hard at. It's great. 
Um, so, so shadow boxing, will that be sort of, do you know about the release of it or where people will be able to check it out this year or anything? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we're, we want to, um, start pushing for an online release date, but you can always, uh, check it back in probably IMDB. We're going to have a link for that movie, which will have Rob and I in it. Um, and, uh, we're, you know, we're looking to go online probably in like two or three months. Okay. Well, we're definitely, um, obviously, you know, once we, once it's released and everything, we'll promote it, you know, on the podcast and um, um, on our oh, Facebook and Twitter as well, because I'm sure people will, will want to see it that listen to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't, did you have any other upcoming pro, um, projects or sort of current projects at the moment that you, um, you wanted to talk about? I know you've been working in um, Baltimore lately, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm actually... I'm just on uh, a little bit of a break. We're uh, mounting the first uh, first ever Bob Marley musical here in Baltimore. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. So I get a chance to play Chris Blackwell uh, in that. And um, and so that's it's just wonderful. And, uh, and I'm also in the musical. I'm in flashbacks. So this is my year of flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you'll eventually be bringing that to the West I'm the End. flashback king. <laughs> I definitely want to see. Well, that's that. the plan. That is the plan. Uh, Kwame, Kwame here, the uh, artistic director of Baltimore Center Stage, uh, and I mean, I literally just got done with rehearsal, and, and I'm joining you guys, and uh, gonna have a bite to eat, and then go back, and we're gonna perform for a full house tonight. And it's just, oh, it's really coming together. It's a really beautiful project, and yeah, that's the plan. We're actually. You know, God willing, uh, heading over to us. Uh, so we might be able to hang out uh, soon. Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll show you around London um, and uh, all the sights of the West End. But uh, yeah, if it came to the West End, I would definitely be going and I'd be taking my dad because he's a big Bob Marley fan. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're having <laughs> a lot of fun doing that. And then after this, uh, I'm probably I'm heading off in uh, in June. There's a, there's a great, awesome new web series. Um, um, Outlaws in Time, and uh, I'm going to be playing the lead in that uh, guy named Curtis Ames, mm-hmm. and uh, that's still in works right now. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's sort of uh, it's like Mad Max meets Unforgiven. So that's, that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> should be a yeah. It's, it's really, really. It's I mean, the, it just I'm, we're just getting started with it, and uh, I'll be. Uh, I just got the script. And then we'll be uh, getting to work on that. Um, actually, not June, but around August, we'll be getting to work on that um, in Michigan. So um, very excited to be at that it's sort of a post-apocalyptic cowboy, Curtis Ames. So I'm excited to to dig into that one. Awesome! With the Mad Max film coming out as well, um, that's just made yeah, me even more excited. <laughs> Oh, it looks amazing, and it's George Miller as well, which is just so exciting. Um, no, well, yeah. definitely, I'm definitely going to check that out because that sounds right up my street. Um, right on. Awesome. So if, so if you come to London, I'll recommend places for you to go. Robin and I are actually going to New York in July, so if you have any places to recommend we visit, then uh, go for it <laughs> because we're, we're looking for – there's a big group of us going. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. Yeah, Reach we're looking out. for recommendations Let's of places to go. Yeah, awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really Let's do it. If you have any recommendations totally. for boxing gyms that I can go to for a day, then please let me know because <laughs> I'm looking for a good boxing gym at the moment and it's Claire, a bit hard box. in my... Sorry? You box? 
I do, yeah. I've, I've only just it, gotten back into it in the last sort of six months or so. Oh, right. I used to kickbox, but I, I always preferred the boxing part to the kicking, so I've got back yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah, you come and uh, I definitely, I, I work at a gym called, uh, uh, I work with a guy named Del Brown at Mendez Boxing, and uh, you, you come in town and we'll go boxing for a day. Awesome, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Robin, Robin, you're coming as well. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will. I will be there. I and I will get my first time boxing training. I'd be happy to. That sounds brilliant. That sounds <laughs> perfect. I'll wear red to cover up all the blood. <laughs> yeah, you can, wear, you can wear your very own Jack Murdoch. Oh, <laughs> oh, that also that was. An, uh, I was going to say to you earlier that shot of you wearing the robe. I mean, what a cool shot! Like, it's 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 amazing with you um, hitting the gloves. Oh, it's just that's such a oh, yeah. a badass, awesome shot. You know, it's just incredible, and again, gives me chills every time. Okay, we'll let you go yeah. back to um, performing yeah, was, uh, anyway tonight. On the day it was Damn last to, uh, to to film that way. It really was. That was the, the, really there wasn't a day. That... Oh, am I missing you guys? No, it's fine. There was just a delay, but please, please, please Super carry delayed. on. Blair, please please go, go ahead, on. honestly. Oh, uh, no, I was just saying it was really uh, every, every, you know, you can show up, you do a lot of projects and uh, it can feel like you're just kind of like coming in and doing your thing and leaving. But the way uh, uh, the uh, producers and, uh, the, you know, Steve and the showrunner, uh, Phil, everybody that was involved, uh, they really love this. They really love the story, and and, uh, and uh, it was it was just awesome. It was awesome to finish and kind of build another piece of it uh, together. So uh, yeah, it was a joy joy to work on. And that shot was great. We had a we had a lot of fun uh, uh, coming up with that. You know, the one walk to the ring Jack Murdoch enjoyed. I think absolutely. Wow. I'm still I'm still hoping that you'll be showing up in season two. Either as as Jack Murdoch in some more flashbacks, or as Bullseye, because that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be an amazing twist. We'll let you. Yeah, thank you again so much for for coming on. Particularly as you're so busy at the moment, and we really appreciate it. And yeah, and congratulations on the show. It's it's just amazing, honestly. And um, I just hope it, it, you know. It was an absolute absolute pleasure talking with you both. It was just awesome. Thanks so much, John. Okay, take care. Thank Bye, you, Claire. Take Bye, care. Robin. Bye. 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 Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so that was awesome, Claire. Um, can can you can you believe we're gonna get trained by battling Jack Murdoch? Yeah, <laughs> so Who else can say that? Trust off well, the bucket except for, list like, for life. Daredevil, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, except he didn't actually Daredevil. get a chance to get trained. Well, he trained. He trained Daredevil, and now he's gonna train Claire Devil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh thank you for uh listening everybody um we we do apologize for the technical difficulties uh skype was a, a mean mean mistress uh today um but hopefully we patched it up well enough to uh for you to enjoy the interview as much as we did um, yeah and he was he was great to talk to we like really um happy that that john managed to come on and particularly as he's he's absolutely swamped busy doing the bob marley musical which oh my god yeah, right? I, I, need, I need to see that it just sounds amazing 
get up, stand up, get to work. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, well, we have our, I think we're going to be doing, um, we're doing the, by the time this has been released, uh, we'll, we would have, um, we, this will be released around the same time as our episode for, um, covering, uh, world on fire world episode on fire. five. So our next episode will be episode six condemned. Oh boy. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm elated and I'm glad we got to do this. So, uh, and I'm Claire. <laughs> okay cool so uh yeah we'll catch you guys in the next episode yeah bye bye thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenders podcast or on twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!